0: Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Happy Tuesday. I'm Amy. And I'm Kat. Welcome to The Fifth Thing. Our quote for today comes from, I guess... Originally, maybe a Twitter post that got turned into an Instagram post, but the original person was maybe Sarah Marion Seltzer, and she put up, everyone compliments the jumpsuit when you wear it out, but when you get to the bathroom, it's just you and your choices. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, isn't that so true? Jumpsuits are so cute, and then you got to go
1: to the bathroom and... Not cute. It's just you and your choices. And I feel like a lot of times when I'm wearing like a romper or a jumpsuit, I'm like, it's so comfortable. And then you're in the bathroom and you're just like naked in the bathroom. And I don't know if you feel this, but I'm like, what if somebody comes in and I'm just sitting here naked? Yeah. Not that anybody would come in, but that's my fear. We were talking on the Bobby Bone Show the other day about
0: how some really wealthy people that travel from New York to the Hamptons are getting Botox in their bladder so that they don't have to stop and pee on the way. Stop it. No, they're not. So I guess that's an option. They're not doing that. No, they really are. There was this whole article and the nurse called in and said that they do do that for certain patients, not for these these rich Hamptons people, but for patients that actually need it for something. So it is being done. It's a thing. She said it's not first choice, but it is a thing that can happen, so... Yeah, that's If that's you wear a thing. jumpsuit, maybe you get Botox in your bladder. <laughs> yeah, but you would have to. I mean, it's probably super expensive. It's not just a how if you get Botox in your face, it's just like a little needle-like boop. Yeah. Like I think it's more invasive than that because it's an organ in your body. <laughs> and then <laughs> it keeps you from having to wow. pee as much. Anywho, Z, speaking of the Bobby Bone Show, I do a pile, Amy's pile of stories. I have an everyday segment that airs during the show where I compile about three, sometimes maybe four, but mostly three stories that I find interesting and I share. And I was pulling different things for this fifth thing, and it felt like my pile. So I'm just going to, I mean, it's going to be more than three things. Actually, some of it I even pulled from the pile that I didn't end up mm-hmm. using on the show, and I saved it in this little folder. I, I created a manila folder titled Fifth Thing. That's so organized of you. And I carry it around in my four things tote and I just add things to it that I think would be interesting to talk about because we do listener emails a lot of the times here on the fifth thing. So please keep sending those four things with Brown at gmail.com. But just going to be real with you that I haven't gone over there, check the email in a little bit and I didn't have the bandwidth to do it today or the yesterday or the day before because I want to read the emails and then I want to to reply and then I'm not always the best at replying mm-hmm. but I do appreciate those that take the time to email it's not lost on me that you're emailing someone that you haven't met but that hopefully feels like a friend I did a listener Q&A several weeks ago with a listener Emma Bailey and she sent me a thank you card and some smuckers jam cuz she works for smuckers you know the jelly mm-hmm. and she in the card she Put that she feels like we're friends, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's that's that's, that's the it. point. That's the point. Yeah. That's it's that's a compliment. Yeah. And so, and she just sent an email, and that's how she got in the listener Q and A. She lives in Ohio. Shout out, hey Emma, if you're listening, which if you're my friend, I'm sure you listen to every episode. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. I have lots of friends that don't listen <laughs> at all, but I'm gonna roll through like I would a pile of stories, and then we can comment on it after you're done. Oh, well. Each article, we'll talk. We can discuss. Okay, It's like things that you'll find interesting and tips. Like one of the things I'm going to get to is tips from TikTok to help you fall asleep because who uh, are the experts? The people on TikTok. For sure. They know what they're talking about. 100%, yeah. But before we get into my fifth thing pile of stories, I would like for you to share a clip with everyone because (laughs) a few weeks ago, we had an episode in the fifth thing where we were talking about almond versus almond. And you didn't think anybody out there said almond. And I was pretty adamant that, nope, people say it both ways. Almond, almond. Pecan, pecan. pecan. Caramel, caramel. There's just different ways that people say certain things. And so why don't you share what you got? Go ahead and tell us. (laughs) Share with the world. Do you want me to
1: play this? Yeah, play it right up into the microphone. Okay. Okay, who sent this to you? Samantha Martinez sent this to me. So like a listener DM'd A listener DM'd this, and I immediately opened it because it said, you don't need, at first I thought she was just like sending me like some cool reel. And she said, you don't need this product. Just listen to how she says almond.
0: So it's a video reel of someone's like doing something to show off yes. a product. Okay, yeah. hit
1: it. First up, you will need a half a cup of dark chocolate chips, one whole banana, and then you will need one tablespoon of almond butter. Then, <laughs> That's it. And you need one Wait. cup of almond milk. <laughs> and one scoop of the body. So almond butter and almond milk. <laughs> uh, and the funny part is I got this message when I was at your house and so I immediately opened it and I was like, "Oh man." But she for sure says almond. I think what As happened, this is what I think happened. I think that this person that made the reel, which it wasn't from the listener, it was somebody else's reel. I think she probably is a listener of the show. And she was like, I'm going to do this to prove a point. No, she's That's not. what I think. No, she's not. <laughs> anyway, you can say almond or almond however you want. I just have never heard of that before.
0: Okay, so let's get into the tips from TikTok to help you fall asleep. Toss a pillow. I guess if you think of something that you need to remember in the morning and it's keeping you awake, uh, someone on TikTok says that avoid your phone so that way you're not like typing it into anything. Visualize putting the urgent thought into a pillow and then throwing it off your bed. In the morning, you see your pillow and it'll jog your memory and it'll come back to you. So if you have a spare pillow on your bed, you throw it on the ground. I use this with my wedding ring. I'll move it to my right hand because I don't ever have it on my right hand. And I'm hoping that when I moved it, I moved it to remember something and it'll jog my memory and I'll remember what I moved it for. And that way I don't forget something because I don't have a way to write it down or do anything in that moment. So I move it over to the other hand. So what they're saying is if a thought is keeping you up at night, let it go, put it into the pillow and toss the pillow on the floor. And that way you give your brain like, Hey, I'm going to remember what this is later. Also keeping a journal with a pencil by your nightstand would work.
1: Well, I was about to say, why can't you just write it down?
0: Well, because that would require having a journal and a pencil. But yeah. like, a, or your phone, you, you can put it in your phone. That's what they're saying. You don't want to have to open up your phone because oh. if you open your phone and put it in your phone, then you might read a text yeah, message or totally. you might click on Instagram or you see the light, the blue light. Yeah, that then and that messes you, you up. Mm-hmm. You're right,
1: journal and a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> a pillow. Toss, sorry, pillow. TikTok has do the pillow. Do yes. the pillow.
0: <laughs> Make it chilly. So if you lower the temperature in your bedroom, it'll help you fall asleep faster. Maybe brew some chamomile tea yeah, to help calm your body down about a half hour or an hour before bedtime. It'll help signal your brain mm-hmm. wind down. I don't think I like chamomile tea. I Do you? Either. I have a, um, peppermint
1: tea before I go to bed. Does that help? Does that send a signal to your brain? I don't know what it does to my brain, but to me, it's very warm and it feels cozy and so it helps me just i guess get ready for bedtime it's calming it's like you. a ritual for me tap
0: into your breathing so forget you know counting sheep try counting breaths instead honestly i've tried to count my breaths it hasn't really worked for me but i do do my 478 when i'm trying to wind down which is you breathe in for 4 hold for 7 out for 8 and i try to do that especially if my mind is racing when my head hits the pillow i'll be like okay Let's focus on breath. And I count the four and I count the seven and I count the eight, like really mm-hmm. intentionally. So that's sort of, you know, tapping into mm-hmm. your breathing, breathing, counting breaths. I guess I do do that. <laughs> Next one is have a banana because it's packed with magnesium, which is a mineral that can help your mind relax. And then it also has potassium, which helps relax your muscles, which I drink that calm stuff. Have you ever had calm? It's a white powder that you mix in water. Mm-mm. It's full of magnesium. I've never even heard of it. Mm. I feel like I have I well I don't know I've definitely talked about on the podcast before so I guess
1: (laughs) I listened to your show yeah well
0: not that I (laughs) have talked about it sometimes I'll ask guests on the four things Thursday episodes during four things gratitude I'll get specific with them and say name a book a tv show a drink and an instagram follow that you're thankful for just to like spice it up yeah give recommendations to people And my sister, that was her drink recommendation one time. Most people bring a coffee drink or a little concoction or a cocktail. And my sister's like, "Um, the calm drink at night. Does it taste good? I get the lemon raspberry flavor and I think it's good. It's like citrusy.
1: I don't know why when you said it to me, I imagined it being this like thick white drink. Why did I picture that? It's not. It's a white powder that you mix with water. I have some. I can put it in a Ziploc baggie for you. You can take it home.
0: Just don't travel with it because it might look like something else (laughs) in a Ziploc bag, which I used to travel with my vital proteins that way. Oh, man. In a Ziploc bag, and it definitely looked like drugs. For sure. But I was like, no, this is my collagen. (laughs) Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in HOPE. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. (laughs) Trick your brain. Putting pressure on yourself to sleep can make you feel more anxious. So someone on TikTok said that tell yourself that you're taking a nap to trick your brain into letting you rest. I don't really know how I feel about that one. Watch your comfort show. Turn on the show that you can quote in your sleep, and it may help soothe your anxiety and let your mind slip into that calm, familiar space so that you can sleep. What would be a comfort show for you,
1: New Girl? Oh, I could really? Watch it over and over and over and over again. It's so funny.
0: I just started Grey's Anatomy from season one, episode one. Okay, over. However, that is not a comfort show. No, but it was what I watched before bed the other night. But is that so I'm just feel- sharing it with you? Oh. <laughs> I don't know that it was comforting, but it was cute. And Grey's and Eddie's been a part of my life for a really long time. Now, I am not caught up on all the latest seasons, and I quit watching forever ago. But going back to season one, episode one, there's some,
1: you know, oh, heartwarming nostalgia stuff, there. Yeah. Like, mm.
0: oh, McDreamy. Yeah. This is
1: how he started. I guess I think of that show as like a lot of death and chaos. And I just finished watching, or well, I'm caught up, but there's two more episodes, of Stranger Things. And every time I watched an episode of that before I went to bed, I had to watch an episode of New Girl after before I went to bed because it's scary. Yeah. The latest season is so scary. Horror category. Yeah. Yeah. I closed my eyes and my ears for the majority of it, but I got through it.
0: Now I know we just went over tips from experts on TikTok, which really by experts, I mean, I don't know random people on TikTok that who knows if they even know what they're talking about. But some of those things might end up working for you. But I do have a list from the CDC of morning habits that ruin your sleep cycle. And I found this particularly interesting because it says on here, not getting enough natural light will throw off your rhythm. And I'm like, yes. That's what I'm talking about. I've been trying to get my natural light first thing in the morning when I wake up. Mm -hmm. Not during the week because I can't do it during weekdays because of the show. But on the weekends, I take my four things gratitude journal and I go outside and I get the natural light in the morning. First thing. Mm -hmm. So that it sets my body up and gets my circadian rhythm on track. And my body starts producing melatonin for nighttime. Mm -hmm. And then come nighttime, I sleep better. I have not done this on myself enough to know if it's working, working on me but I enjoy it well then if it doesn't work then you can still do it if you enjoy it yeah that's a habit that's ruining your sleep cycle is if you're not getting enough natural light so that that habit much is would be enough? I
1: don't have the details <laughs> <laughs> you can't give us half of what we should do
0: well I don't ask me that okay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: google it <laughs> Because I don't have it here. Maybe while I'm reading the next one, you I could can say how much natural light should a human get in a day? Human being, person. <laughs> so, Because I'm sure, you know, for animals, they need natural light too, but it's probably different. Oh, you're looking it up. Okay, so yeah. I'll drink. Okay, drinking too much caffeine. Caffeine is in our system for six hours after we drink it. So keep in mind from the time you have your final cup of coffee to when you're trying to go to sleep. Waking up at totally different times of the day, it just throws your rhythm off. Not making a to-do list for the next day, you can't worry about the next day if you have a to-do list. So that's similar to like, if you have something that's in your head, like the throwing the pillow or writing it down, Mm -hmm. it's like, if you just get it out of your brain and onto paper, then your body can let it go.
1: Can you go back up a little bit? Because when you said too much caffeine... Do you know how much too much caffeine is? I'm sure for every person, it's is different. different. Okay,
0: that's a good answer. That's you. a good answer. Could people process caffeine differently? Stashira, my daughter, can drink a gallon of Mountain Dew. She wouldn't really have that much, but I'm just for sake of the story, mm-hmm. which has a lot of caffeine and she could fall straight to sleep. It doesn't matter. My go to okay. concoction in college to pump myself up was a diet Mountain Dew and a mite all together. And that got me rocking like that caffeine because the mixture of my doll has caffeine. I was going to say what is Mountain Dew has caffeine. And when you take them together, there was something glorious that happened with
1: it. Wow. And
0: that's what and that would keep me. I would not be able to fall asleep. However, you're not
1: giving medical recommendations. No, (laughs) that was just my concoction. Concoction. Do you want to know how much natural light somebody should get? Yes. It depends on your skin tone, age, health, history, diet, and where you live. Okay, so everyone In general, is different. Oh, I, everyone's different. In general, scientists think five to 15 minutes up to 30 if you're darker skinned is about right to get the most out of it without causing any health problems. So that's WebMD. That's always right, correct?
0: Yeah. Um, I have another article about how millions of people hit the snooze button every morning and here's why science says that that's a problem. The snooze button is not a handy tool even though we have been led to believe that because I snoozed and I was a proud snoozer for many, many years, most of my life, until the last few years, I quit. Mm-hmm. And I don't snooze anymore. But so many people, I think, were are like me, where they might even set their alarm earlier so that they can have the pleasure of pressing snooze.
1: Do you snooze or not? I set multiple alarms. So That's one right. goes off, mm-hmm. I go back to sleep, and then I get to have a little bit more of a sleep time. Yeah. Well, we think we're gaining
0: more sleep but you're not you're not i am okay it says here hundreds of millions of people use their snooze button every day because they're sleep deprived when their alarms go off their first thought isn't time to get up their first thought is i need to sleep longer the real problem isn't inconvenience the real problem is sleep deprivation and the snooze button doesn't solve it in simple terms the latter part of the sleep cycle is the restorative sleep state also known as the rim or dream sleep The nine minutes of sleep that you get after hitting the snooze button, that is not restorative sleep. You may be asleep, but you aren't getting the full benefits from that sleep. You're better off setting your alarm for nine minutes later because those nine minutes are likely to be a lot better for you than the snooze minutes
1: that you're getting. Okay. So I believe that's probably correct. And what if it makes me happy? Okay. It made me happy for a long time too, but
0: you don't know what's really going on inside of you in regards to sleep. And sleep is such a priority now. It's the new thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the old thing?
0: Well, for me, it used to be that I prioritized, you know, working out or yeah. food or I would sacrifice sleep for all, yeah, 11 p.m., even though I desperately needed to go to bed in order to get in a workout because I needed to check that box for the day. And now I'm wise enough to know that I'm probably adding more stress trying to get that workout in and that's not as important to me and I would choose the sleep
1: in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. And um, I will continue to snooze. Well, I'm reading this. (laughs) It's an article from Inc.com.
0: I am only able to share with you my personal experience and how as a former snoozer (laughs) I can see the benefits in myself and now I have time I set my alarm when I need to get up I don't have to play this game of like oh if I press snooze this many times or if I set this many alarms then I'll be able to get up I get up I
1: make my bed Mm -hmm. I do my journal I start my day so two thoughts one I think that I do less snoozing and I do more well I snooze like I alarm goes off I shut it off I like to have time in my bed before I have to get out of bed. So I don't like my alarm goes off. I have to get up. I like my alarm goes off. Oh, I still have 20 minutes. I could lay here. I could read something. You could call me maybe sometimes you call me at six am. but like that I think that's what I like not just having to wake up and get up out of bed. The other thing is maybe we do a case study and I uh, have thirty try. thirty days of no snooze. Yeah, yeah and see and I'll if report. You- Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds good.
0: What, that's how, what I did on the Bobby Bone Show was Bobby paired me up with Alyssa, a listener that was a big time snoozer and wanted to quit and we were accountability partners and we made it through. I, I don't know if she still snoozes or not. But, but you're a proud non-snoozer. But I'm a proud non-snoozer. My mm-hmm. life is better now that I don't snooze. men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend, and really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles, the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in HOPE. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions, and this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? (laughs) And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut Coconut-scented Clorox Scentiva is my go-to, and I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. That's the thing. (laughs) They put out a list of things to let go of to be a happier mom. But I honestly think it could apply to anybody, even if you're not a mom, just like Mm -hmm. letting go. Some of these you might not be able to relate to, but like comparing in general, that's something we all need to let go of. It not only causes doubt about your own parenting, but it's the source of a lot of pressure that moms feel. But you might feel that like as
1: a cat, you're not a mom, Mm -hmm. but how do you deal with comparison? Well, I could compare myself to somebody... My age, who might have kids, Mm. of like, should I be doing that? Mm -hmm. Is my choice and the way that I'm living my life wrong? Are they happier versus me? I could, that could apply. And I think moms might do that too that have kids. Yeah. Of like, oh, is this worth it? I don't know. I can't speak to that because I don't have kids. I don't know that people say that.
0: It's worth it. (laughs) Kids, if you're listening, (laughs) we love you. Um, Pinterest, perfect like letting go of the Instagram-worthy type birthday parties or events that you're having. I get that sometimes. I look at some of these birthday parties that some moms throw, and I'm like, mine is not going down that way. But that's okay. I don't ever try to keep up. I will say Stashira's 15th birthday party, had I posted a bunch of it on Instagram, it would have been kind of worthy because she pulled actually inspo from Pinterest, and she was sending me pictures of certain things she wanted, not because she was trying to live up to something online. She just we had a, ha- a party at our house and she had some ideas of mm-hmm. balloons and colors and themes. But I was like, I was thankful for the how she was mm-hmm. helping plan it. That's probably about as Instagram-worthy or Pinterest-perfect that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, gosh, her first birthday party here in America, we got a bouncy house, but we had to put it in the front yard because it didn't fit in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but, but just because you're went, doing that, it doesn't mean you're doing Pinterest. When I hear that, it's like, you have the little details that are perfect in this and that and everything's set up and it's beautifully curated versus like a fun, I mean, that might be a fun picture right. to, of the bouncy house. Well, but
0: yes. And some people, the beautiful curated spread is them and yeah. that's what they want. But if it's, that's not you, don't chase it. Because like my sister is that way when she's hosting or doing something, she loves it. Mm-hmm. It would stress me out. Mm-hmm. And so if it's causing like, That's how you weigh whether or not it's worth doing something. And that's not even just for your kid's birthday party or mom things. Again, it's just life in general.
1: I was going to say, this has nothing to do with being a mom, but I am the maid of honor in one of my friend's weddings and we're in the process of planning her bachelorette party. And I got so stressed out looking at things online for bachelorette parties because I'm like, I don't have the capacity to plan this much. I also don't want to spend that much money on the I'm like imagining how much money all these decorations cost. But I'm like, wait a second, you put more energy and a lot of people are putting more energy in the planning of these things than the energy they feel when they're actually in them. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do I can't do it. Yeah. And you're the one in charge? Yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I did ask. She's younger than me. So I enlisted one of her friends that is her, her age and I was like, I need you to help me because I don't think that you want this to be like a 32 year old bachelor party yeah just 24
0: it's a little different yeah you, I'll you, be the mom you got a 24 year old guide <laughs> that's good yeah. uh the past stop beating yourself up for mistakes and errors of judgment that you've made in life or as a mom again this article is geared towards moms but I think it can be for anybody it's not helping you in the present and can lead to the dreaded mom guilt or just any kind of guilt that we feel. And that's something just me personally, just in life, I'm trying to focus on being in the present and not living in the past or living in the future. Mm-hmm. Be in the present. Boom. Why is that important?
1: Because that's what you have. I know, but yeah. what does it prevent? Are you asking me as a human being or a therapist? Both. Okay. <laughs> so you were actually, you had something in mind. You're baiting me to say what yeah. I'm about to say. And I was hoping you would just like yeah. do it. Okay. So this is. I'm sending it to you Tell I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. When you are in the present, it prevents you from feeling anxiety of the future and depression of the past. Yeah. Quote me. Quote her. Okay, the next thing
0: is guilt. It says here, another tough one to give up, but we'll be so much better off without guilt. The quicker we can accept that what others think of us doesn't matter and let go of the expectations, the sooner we'll feel happier, which I feel like you're making a face of that one. So go ahead and explain.
1: Yeah, I just, it's the part about, the sooner we accept that what other people think of us doesn't matter. That's what it says in there, right? Yeah. I don't love that because what's been actually really helpful for me as a human, not like a therapist, but is, is to be able to hold that for some reason it does matter what other people think of me and to then go from there and figure out what that leads to rather than tell myself it doesn't matter because it does. And I don't think that we can just like, just like we can't force ourselves to feel a feeling, we can't force our Selves, to not care about something
0: what about that quote what other people think of oh me is none of my business because other, it does matter yeah
1: but then it's like what we do with it what you do with it that's yeah I that's one of my favorite quotes is what other people think of me is none of my business because yeah it's really not unless our friends are trying to like help us out with something yeah because what my friends say yeah. matter but then sometimes
0: I might yeah if it's somebody else yeah. that isn't a close friend i might spend so much time with it mm-hmm. or even in in a relationship if i'm like it's like literally causing me like i'm overthinking yeah. it too much like i kind of just have to let it go i can't force something
1: well i had experience this week actually where i was processing something in my own therapy session i was the client and it got down to the fact that i was worried about what a group of people were going to think about me and then we took that idea and just like peeled it apart. And it like led me to this big realization that was very important for my life. And so I think that the reason I don't like this is because it's just saying, throw it out versus be curious about- It could lead you somewhere. Be your, it could lead you somewhere. Be curious about why that matters to you versus tell yourself it doesn't and then move on. Just like feelings are like guides, that would be a guide mm-hmm. to something you might need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that
0: there is more conversation around that quote of like, what other people think of me is none none of of my business. It's not just a blanket statement you can apply to anything that anybody
1: says to you Mm -hmm. (gasps) or thinks of you. Mm -hmm. It's very circumstantial. Yeah, you can use it in different scenarios. But even when it comes down to it, I think that quote that you just said can still fit even though it matters. Does that make sense? Like it can be none of my business, but it still matters. Yes, absolutely. It it, It can still be important. Yeah. But then what you end up doing with it. Right. What am I going to do with it?
0: And also, I think that's from Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic. I don't know. I'm sure multiple I people think it's have everywhere. said it. Okay, a lot my of people boss, have said
1: it. Yeah, my boss told me that when I first started as a therapist, when I was worried about a client not liking me. She was like, what other people think about you is none of your business. And I was like, thank you. And I <laughs> used that. And that has helped me. But at the same time, it's still important to me underneath why I care so much about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Love it. Being a
0: hero is the final thing that we need to let go of, especially if you're a mom. Moms are great at making sure everyone else has everything they need, but sometimes forget about themselves. And that's not helping moms' mental health or well-being. No one's saying moms have to put themselves first every time, but at least every once in a while. I got to put myself first, or I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids well. Be the hero of your own story. Yes. Donald Miller. Shout out. (laughs) We love Donald. Hey, Don. I'm sure he listens to the <laughs> podcast now. Shout out. So yeah, I don't know. We're not vibing with the guilt one for sure. And then the being, I mean, being the hero. Like you want to be the yeah. hero.
1: This is saying everyone else's hero. Yeah. You want to be your own hero. You want to
0: be your own hero. You have to be your own hero in order to be mm-hmm. the hero that you need to be for your children or other people in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I pulled this last one because of body odor and smelling the same. We create our smell because of the Baccarat, which originally, I got to say, I learned about from my friend, Michelle Lewis. She's married to um, my husband's best friend, Kevin, and he's Dr. Lewis in Austin. Some of my listeners go to him. so small world, but she came to visit us in Nashville one time and she was wearing this mm-hmm. Baccarat. 54 or whatever that was it is. Called. 540. 540. Maybe maybe it's 54. I don't know. It's baccarat something and it's red and it's very expensive, too much. So very, very too much expensive <laughs> for a perfume. But it smells so good. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if Mary already knew about it from somewhere else or she got learned about it from me after I learned about it from Michelle. Not sure, but she wears it. I wear it. My other friend cat, not you, a different cat. Mm-hmm. She wears it. We even started to split little things. Like she'll buy one and we'll split it. And then I think I've given you a travel Mm -hmm. tube. But then Kat, you found the Baccarat knockoff. Yeah, I wear it, but I wear the knockoff. Yeah. And I have, I bought a knockoff bottle too. Mm -hmm. It smells a little bit Mm -hmm. different, but that's okay. Listen, if you never knew, you wouldn't wouldn't know. know. It's because I know and I can compare it. But when I put it
1: on, it still has the hint of the same Well, the reason I found the knockoff is because I gave my friend a hug and I said, what perfume are you wearing? And she said, it's not what you think. And then she sent me the link to the knockoff. Right, which is like ALT, like alternate yeah.
0: fragrances.com or
1: something. This is not knockoff special
0: at all for Baccarat or alt fragrances. Mm-hmm. But it says here that a study has found that people are more likely to have and make new friends with people who have similar body odor as they do. What? Which that's, this is,
1: like Ta- natural this body is odor. Talking
0: about natural body odor and it's like this probably subconscious thing that's happening.
1: But listen, I only pulled it cuz I thought, well, me and all my friends we smell alike. What is a baccarat? Wait a second. Why it's saying that we make friends that naturally smell the same as us? Well, this article's from Yahoo Cat and it says here, when dogs encounter another dog,
0: they sniff each other, typically each other's backsides, to get a feel for what that other dog is like, where they've been, and whether they're friend or foe. What? So- <laughs>
1: That's dogs. But my thought was, what this is interesting that we have this like article about research that people are doing about our smells. Why are we researching that?
0: I guess just to see what attracts people to each other because in the experiment, they had people mingle with strangers in close proximity for a few minutes. And then they asked the people, who do you feel like you clicked with? And the people that ended up
1: clicking had the same smell patterns. I have an idea. What? We're gonna start a matchmaking service based and we're gonna match smells? people based on the DNA of their body odor. Okay. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of science That could be easier could than, be than dating apps for people. I like, I'll just find something that smells like you.
0: I grew up in Austin and ran Town Lake a lot, which now is called Lady Bird Lake. but if you've some people call it Town Lake, the hike and bike but Lady Bird Lake is the official Mm -hmm. name now. So if you've just moved there, but anybody listening from Austin knows what I'm talking about. It's across from Austin High, which is where I went to high school, shout out. But I ran there and after I graduated college and moved back to Austin and I would go meet my friends to run there and we were all single and I had a dating like connection idea for the trail. And it was that you would wear this little chip on your shoe while you were running or like a bracelet that would send information to like, you would have to register with it. And then as you're running, when you passed other single people on the trail, like it would, and you would get information. But if it was someone that matched with like your profile things, then it would send you each other's information. You wouldn't have connect right there on the trail, but it would be like, hey, at 7pm you were on the trail. And so was Daniel. And he also happens to love Matzel Rancho and he'd like to meet you there tomorrow for dinner. I don't know. Something like that. I feel like eventually someone came up with something like that. Oh, they did?
1: I think it would be nice if it- This was years ago. This was like early 2000s. Well, that could be, okay. No, it could be cool. We should should actually work on this. Take that idea and let's make it bigger because everybody has these dating apps now, but like people are less likely to conversate in person because dating apps has, has taken away the need for us to be vulnerable and all that. And we're like scared of like, Oh, I'm afraid to get rejected, blah, blah, blah. Patrick, my boyfriend, said he never would have come up to me if he would have seen me somewhere. He would have been way too nervous. So if you have your dating app, so you don't have to have your phone out when you're at a place where there's going to be people. When you're near somebody that is a match for you, your phone vibrates, and then you open it, and it's like so-and-so to your left, and then you can just go up to them, and you already know that you guys are a match.
0: What is that one app where it gives you people in the proximity of where you are? The oh, one dating app? Which one is that? I mean, all of them. Because we, mm, oh, they all Bumble, do now. Hinge? Back in the day, Bumble did it. I was with some single friends in mm-hmm. Haiti and they pulled up their app and they're like, oh, what are some matches yeah. that I have here in Haiti that are like also mm-hmm. visiting and but in you my to, proximity.
1: But you, you would do a dating profile so it's like matching you with somebody who has like similar interests and stuff. So when you're just at... A place, and you're with your friends, and then your phone vibrates, and you open it up, and it's like you're like, oh, I should go talk to that guy. Yeah, it could do it with dating or friends. Uh, if you're fi- wanting to, people finding yes, friends, finding friends. Finding friends, it's hard. Uh, f- yeah,
0: finding a job. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> getting your, bur- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect employee just walked in the bar. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe it's exactly oh. who you're looking for. Um. Okay. Well, I hope y'all liked little
1: uh, pile of don't steal our we idea over today.
0: But because you're. <laughs> Not really doing this dating app idea. If
1: you take my idea, then I want credit. Okay. It's
0: like I had an idea for Netflix in college before Netflix <laughs> did. My roommate and I, we wanted to go to Blockbuster, but we didn't want to drive there. Right. And you're like, oh, we should start a business or someone should, where they go to Blockbuster and pick it up for us and bring it to us.
1: So you thought of Uber and you we, also thought of Netflix at the yes. same time. Mm-hmm cool. Well, you should get a cut of that. It's like DoorDash meets Netflix. You should get a cut. I know. That reminds me of what was that company that you wanted to start where people come over to your house and they reach for things for you? Oh, (laughs) placesyoucantreach.com. Yeah. Like when you're- You better do that before somebody else takes
0: it. When you're self-tanning and you can't reach your back, (laughs) like someone will come and just put it on your back for you if you happen to be home alone. Or if you've got to change some light bulbs that are really high up in the ceiling or you've got to get something down from yeah. a shelf and you don't have a tall enough ladder or there's, you know, well, I actually something on somebody, your roof.
1: Somebody did do that already. What? There's something, I just learned about this. There's this thing called TaskRabbit and you just like hire somebody to come to a task at your house. So it could be like, can you get that mug out of the counter? The- <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you could be like, could you put self-tanner on my back? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but that's like a uh, tackle. Kind of. Have you heard of Tackle? No. That's another app where they'll come to your house and do
1: something handy. So that's so, I never thought heard of these things, but I guess because my dad is very good at all that kind of stuff and he lives close by, I've never, if I'm like, I need to hang a picture for him. I'm like, Dad, will you come over tomorrow? He's like, mm. sure. Yeah, which is amazing. What a blessing. Yeah. I think he would be, his feelings would be hurt if I used... Hass, grab rabbit, or tackle. Oh, yeah. But I also think he'd be annoyed if I asked him to come over so he could get a mug out of a cabinet I couldn't reach. Yeah. Or put my self-tanner on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that so. would be weird. That would be weird to have your dad self-tanning yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, we hope that y'all are having a great day, whatever day it is you're listening to this. Hopefully, you downloaded this. On, it comes, pops up on your phone on a Tuesday and you're just so eager to listen, you listen right away. But we get it. Some people yeah. listen, you know, whenever you can or whenever you think of it. And since we mentioned Dollar, Donald Miller in this episode, I would recommend that that's another four things podcast. You could go back and listen to a Thursday episode. Kat joined me for that. So that's like a little mm-hmm. throwback that you could go listen to from a few weeks ago. That was just a really great chat. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you
1: on Thursday mm-hmm. for four things. Speaking of that, Kat, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at unitherapypodcast and at cat.dafa. And you can find me every Monday and Wednesday. You new therapy podcast. Wherever yeah, wherever you, you listen. Yeah, wherever you listen to podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> and that's our show.
0: Thank, you. thank you. <laughs> Still working on that. Ah, summer—the best time of the year—usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way?